I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, thoughts on taking it all with you. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 359, to take or not to take. And you guessed it, we are on to summer travel and summer art and summer packing and all of the chaos that that can bring with it because we are here just a few days away from June 1. The flurry of summer art making is around the corner. Flurry or flow? Flurry or flow one or the other? Maybe a little bit of both, lazy beach or poolside sketching and art making. Ah, sounds nice, doesn't it? Ah, the days of the duck pond, the ocean, hotel room art, and balcony recordings, graphic novel panels of me on the balcony and the people below and the conversations. So long ago, such treasured, treasured moments but definitely long ago. I like the possibility that summer art holds a unique freshness all its own. So what do you need to carry with you? Yep, that's the question. That's the question. I see it come up. I see it come up all the time. And I have been there. I have done it. No matter how smart I think I get about it, I go through it again and again and again. So that is the question. All of you are doing different kinds of art and projects and have different plans for the upcoming weeks and months, but questions come up every year about travel, about how to pack, what to pack, how to manage to still be creative while you're away, how to sort out what you really need and how to pare things down, how to pick and choose effectively, how to minimize the chaos and angst that sometimes goes along with taking art with you. We all do our art because it makes us feel better and more balanced and more productive and more satisfied. But making sure that we're able to do that while we are away can generate its own bit of anxiety. For some people, this whole what to pack or what to take process is easy. It's easy. And I envy those people. And I actually don't know those people. For others, debating about which pens to take is far more complicated than what clothes to take or how many pairs of shoes to pack. I am quick to admit that I am far more likely to pack half my suitcase full of creative just-in-case things instead of one more black shirt or one more pair of black leggings. And then in the end, I wedge those extras in anyway. It's true because I am really bad about all of this. But I am one of those people that gets antsy about what creative tools to take. I like to think I'm getting better at it. I do. I actually probably am getting better at it. And this year, I'm not even going to have to put this to the test. But I still want to talk to all of you because a lot of you are getting ready to go somewhere. So first, of course, there is no one-size-fits-all answer. Really? There's not. There's not a magic formula for packing your creative life 
into a little Ziploc baggie or quilted pouch or zipper bag that would be just perfect for every scenario and for every person, for every project. It doesn't work that way. But there are ways to think about it that will work for all of us. What you need has a lot to do with what project or type of project you anticipate working on. And it has everything to do with which tools you enjoy most. So why is it so hard to pack your creative gear? I think there are all kinds of answers. Fear of running out. Fear of being without. Fear of changing plans midstream and not having the tools. Issues simply with leaving. Anxiety about being away from home. I think for some people that can come out in the form of, I need to take everything with me. Fear of getting bored with the project you plan. So you want to take a backup. Fear of finishing what you take. So you want to take a backup. Fear, fear, fear. If travel packing is rooted in some kind of fear about the coming days, then I really think you need to step back and go in from another angle. Hopefully the travel is for pleasure or for fun or for family or a break. A break. It should be something good and exciting and inspiring. And you want to find a way to make your creative life easy to take along and portable enough and doable enough so that it'll just fit right in so that you can keep up with some kind of creative project from the road if that is important to you. But you don't want it to create another level of anxiety or stress or fear. You want it to be this soft, comforting tag along that you take with you because it's a part of you. Unfortunately, we can talk ourselves into a tizzy. We can easily talk ourselves into a tizzy. And we can do that about all kinds of things, but we definitely can and do sometimes do it about what to take with us. It seems like such a silly thing. And from the outside, people who don't get it really can't understand why you are running around like a crazy person trying to figure out what other pins you can take so we can easily work ourselves up. If you take only one black fine liner, something like a pit pin, what happens if you draw so much that you run out? Or what happens if even worse, the pin turns out to be a dud or has a broken tip? That happens. So maybe you take two, but one of those two could still be a faulty backup. So in goes another pin. Another of the same pen. How many pens is too many? If the end result was a bag with three pens, even if they were the same, three pens and a sketchbook, life would still be pretty simple. That's both wise and simple. And maybe you would have assuaged your fear of running out because you took the extra. You even have excess. You took two extra. So just go. Take your three pens and your sketchbook and go. Don't look back. Tuck it into a pocket in your bag where you can grab it from wherever and have a great time. And if you can go even better than that and you really can pack up with a pen and a sketchbook and just walk out without a backward glance, you definitely deserve a badge of some form. Really, because 
That's really impressive. But maybe you also need a pencil and an eraser because the erasers on the ends of pencils are never any good. They never work. So you need a pencil and an eraser. And maybe a white pen is part of your sometimes or maybe someday thinking. And maybe you think you might just have the perfect time to use watercolor. You don't usually use it, but maybe this year you will. But should you take watercolor or your watercolor pencils because you used to really like those and you really like both and you don't really know which one you might really like this year if you actually decided to watercolor? Yeah, that's how this goes. And don't forget brushes or a water brush or both and a cloth for wiping and maybe a little container for water or maybe you should take markers. But how many and which colors? What about fountain pens? You'll need to travel with the cartridge either full or empty to minimize your risk on the plane. That's very important. And I also suggest you go ahead and stick it in a Ziploc bag anyway. At least one. You might want a double bag. But then you're going to need to plan on extra ink too, right? Because you might draw that much. Or maybe you hatch like I do and you might really run out of ink. Now, what sketchbook is always an issue? How many sketchbooks is always an issue? What size is always an issue? And I'm going to just kind of let the whole sketchbook thing go in this show. I know it's an issue. I know that's something you have to figure out. What about stencils, though? And stamps torn from the mail and glue sticks and collage ephemera or a few magazines to flip and tear. I'm a big fan of taking paint chips and on and on it goes. Ultimately, what matters most is that you have something you can use to make a mark in the medium you plan to use or want to use and in lieu of plans, just in the medium that you enjoy, in a medium that you enjoy. If you are someone who draws, if you had a sketchbook and a few pens along, you could do lots of art before heading home. And even better, you could do it anywhere. I think sometimes what complicates our wish for clear-headed, minimalist thinking is that we want to pin all kinds of creative potential on our travel, especially if your travel is a break from work. If you work all day or more, like I do and like many of you do, and you're getting ready for a trip, there's probably this level in your head to it that this is your chance. This is your chance, your time off, and you want to make it this big creative thing on top of everything else. You really want to inhabit your art. You want to do more art. You want to chronicle your trip or kickstart or revitalize your creative spirit. And that can make it hard because you want to take other things or extra things or you don't really know what you'll actually end up using. So travel can offer that. It can offer that extra time. But travel can also be in and of itself busy. You might find that your time isn't quite what you expected, that you envisioned getting up at five every morning and making art on the balcony or in the hotel lobby or in the kitchen before your family got up, and it never quite happens that way. Or maybe it does once or twice or three times, but not every day. Or maybe you manage these bits of time, but find that really all you actually used and all you really needed was a sketchbook and a pen or a pad of paper and a pen or an index card and a pen and maybe a glue stick or 
maybe a colored tool or two to add a bit of highlight if that's your thing. But you could get away with so little. And I encourage you to really embrace that, to find it empowering and liberating to go minimal. To go minimal. It's just a slice of time, a bit of travel. You'll be back in your own space and in your creative space and surrounded by all your things and all your tools and all your pens and paints before you know it. You can probably make do with far less than you think while you are gone. Probably you could fit everything you need into a really small pouch or a small single Ziploc bag. If you have a stack of index cards or a pocket-sized field note or journal and a pen, you could sketch and you could get a lot of mileage from the kids' crayons that are sure to be available at at least one of your stops along the way. Can you let yourself be that flexible, that spontaneous? Can you even imagine that? Can you take that as a challenge? Can you just go and use a pen and a sketchbook, the little box of crayons at the restaurant? I bet you could. I bet you'd surprise yourself. I bet you would create a fabulous record of your days. I have struggled with creative packing year to year. I haven't had a vacation vacation in a bunch of years. I don't see one in my future. But I have traveled to visit family in the summer over the last few years. And I usually work from there, but I still have to go ahead and pack up. And I always end up a bit crazy with the creative packing. I do. And I hate it. I hate it. I want to be the person who can use the crayons. But the thing is, I really don't like crayons. But I do like pen and ink. Pen and ink. Pen and a sketchbook. I really could totally do this. Part of my problem is that I enjoy too many things. I know that. I always think that I might want to do these other things when I'm away partly because of where I'll be, what I know the time will be like, what kinds of things other people do. In addition to drawing, I always contemplate knitting and sewing and things like that. But when I just think about my creative tools in terms of drawing or doing index card art or iCAD, I think that there is just some form of comfort for me in feeling like I have whatever I want with me and in knowing that I'm not going to have to go buy anything. And for some people, they don't really care. If they run out, they just go buy new stuff. Or Amazon will deliver to your hotel. I always just try to figure out what I'm going to use. So what should you do? How can you rein it in? How can you choose? How can you eliminate the chaos and the frenzy? I would suggest a couple of things. And maybe doing one or more of these things first. These three things, I think. One, identify your limitations. How much can you take? Do you have a limitation in terms of space, in terms of packing, in terms of where you'll be? If you're flying versus driving, you definitely probably have different constraints. Stuffing that extra bag into your trunk was a much different issue than trying to get it into your suitcase, especially if you're traveling with a family. But I think, too, where you'll be is a big issue. How much, if any, space will you have? If nothing else, if you don't have real clear constraints in terms of this, but you kind of need to because otherwise you still could take way too much, 
Pick out a small pouch or a Ziploc bag that you will delegate for your creative stuff. And your sketchbook doesn't have to fit into this, I don't think. But see if you can limit yourself to just that pouch. And even if you end up with more than you need in that pouch or in that bag, you still reined it in into one tidy little bundle, one small bag. And that's a good thing. And if that ends up being too much and doesn't fit, you can probably take some things out. But otherwise, you can probably feel pretty good. You don't have to feel really guilty about what you've taken if it's all in one small bag, right? You can fit quite a few pins into just a zippered bag, the typical kind of pin pouch. See, I'm grabbing mine here, the one that's closest, and I'm going to let it rustle onto this, give us a little bit of sound here. And this one, it doesn't even have any pins in it right now. It's kind of a mess. So it's got vestiges. So it's got two things, a washi tape. Oh, I didn't mention washi tape. Yeah, that's something a lot of people take. Um, it has two things, a washi tape. It's got a carved eraser. A couple of post-it notes, also good to take. It's got a ballpoint pen refill and a white eraser. There are no pins in here, but I believe this kind of pouch can probably hold 20 to 30 pins, way more than you need in terms of just regular pins. I'm going to give us a good zipper sound here. Yeah, I love that, right? Yeah. Let's do it again. See if we get really close to the recorder and we do it. Some of you are laughing because you know that there are those kind of videos. So you can fit a lot of things in a really small bag. So I'm not talking about the gallon size Ziploc. Yeah, no, because you don't need 200 pens with you. And I'm not talking about the bigger than gallon size Ziplocs. Yeah, you don't need that. Probably a small bag like that ought to do it. It ought to do it for most people. I probably tend to take two and I typically don't need to. My one caveat there is that when I work with marker, they do take up more space. So I definitely had an entire bag of markers last year in addition to my bag of pens. So identify your limitations and get out of bag. Number two, identify a project, the project, or what it is you will be working on. If you're working on a challenge like ICAD, then you kind of know what you're going to be doing. Now, you may be doing something in addition to that, but for some people, that one card a day is really going to be it. So identify your project and be realistic be realistic about what you can really do from the road. And this project that you identify should be a primary factor in how you choose. And then number three, make a list. So using your knowledge of the project that you want to do, go ahead and make a list of the things you think you need. The things you think you need. And on the side, you can list the other things that you might consider, that you might think you want. Or maybe make the big list and circle the ones that you really need and Maybe you don't need any of the rest of them. So all of these are important. They have to work together in tandem as you pack the limitations and the project. I think the biggest factor, of course, is having that sense of what you want to do, what kind of project you want to do while you're away. And it can't be all the things. It can't be that you think you might work on 10 different kinds of projects. That tends to be my big downfall. So it can't be that. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this, and I'm probably going to work on this. Probably you won't. Probably you work on one of those things and maybe two. 
but really narrow in. What is it you really want to focus on? And keep in mind that you might have to choose a project that works for travel, even if that's not really the kind of project you tend to do. And I think sometimes that's a stumbling block for people. It's confusing for people. Not every kind of art or creative project can go into that small bag. So sometimes you have to really find a new way, find something else you want to try, some other way you can continue to do your work when you're out of your space. If you're doing index cards, then you'll need a pile of them and tools that fit your plan. If you just want to keep a sketch journal or an art journal, your tools may be completely different. If you want to paint, you'll want to think through what kinds of paint you take and what you can take portably. Maybe you want to make a mini tin of gouache or watercolor. You can do that ahead. It's a great way to prepare for a trip. Maybe you want to use watercolor pencils. Maybe you can use travel as a way to explore a limited palette. Cut down on what you take in that way. Make it a little bit of a challenge and really explore and embrace that challenge. If you are really multimedia, like I said, you may have to realign your goals or your plans a bit. You might have to figure out a different medium. If you definitely want to paint, you might not be able to tote along gesso. You might just not want to. It's a mess. Maybe you gesso pages ahead of time. So you go with a book of pages that are already primed, primed, ready to go. Or maybe you scale back and you just keep some other kind of journal instead. And that is really, really key to what I want to tell you about summer art. Because you do want to try and choose things that are portable and things that will fit into the kind of time and space you'll have when you travel. You want to take things that can be packed compactly, that can be pulled out at breakfast table in a diner because you want to record the pig and pancake logo or the pattern on a souvenir t-shirt that's hanging on the wall or the contour of your waitress because she reminds you of someone from Mel's Diner or the TV show Alice or your coffee cup because you've decided you want to chronicle coffee every day for 14 days. How perfect would that be? And it might just lead into something when you get home. Plan things that you can do on the plane or even in the car. If you aren't always the driver and you don't get car sick easily, then car time can be creative time. Plan art that you can do on the couch while you hang out with your family. You do not have to have a room of your own. Sorry, Virginia Woolf. You do not have to have a special dedicated room to make art every day while you are away. There are so many ways you can sit and be social and be a part of whoever you are with. Be a part of that social family time, social friend time, and still make art. And it's still valid. Take into account that being present in your travel should be a priority. You want to enjoy the travel and the time and whatever it is you're doing and whoever it is you're with. So unless you're going on a retreat for your own creative life and well-being, then this creative packing is sort of a tag along. You want it to ride along with you and be there, be available, be comforting, be with you. But it shouldn't be, and probably isn't, the primary thing you're going to do on your trip. 
So you want to set your expectations for your creative you with that in mind. Be realistic. Some of the best travel-oriented projects, I think, do involve travel journaling. It's just obvious. It makes a lot of sense. That can be urban sketching, if you're going to an awesome city or a cool place, even if you're just going to your childhood home, or you could draw, you can do portraits every day, you can collage, you can keep a visual journal, a record of your days, where you eat, what you see, where you go, what you hear, some combination of these things. All of these things work. A travel journal can be super portable. It's wonderful to get a pocket one and plan on filling it. Make that your own challenge. Fill it during your travels. It's great to glue in receipts or little things you pick up from the places that you go. You can draw in logos. Lots of wonderful ways to record travel and very few tools are necessary. Postcards, it's another thing you can do. Creating postcards that you can then send out to others, it's a great way to do something creative every day. You can start with a set of blank cards. You can buy watercolor postcards that you can paint while you're away, or you can use some other kind of card. Or you can buy actual postcards from wherever you are, if you're somewhere super cool, and sketch or illustrate something on the back in the spot where you would write your note and send them off. Or send them to your home address, send them to yourself. They'll be there waiting when you get back. A record of your days. Once you know what you plan to do and what the space limitations are, and you've got a list, and you've got a bag that you can fill, then there's definitely still going to be some picking and choosing, some sorting out. And I think a great way to do it is to gather all of that stuff, all the things that come to mind, all the things. Pull it all together. Look at that mountain of stuff in front of you and probably your brain just collapses and you think, oh my goodness, there's just no way that I need all this stuff. It's a good thing. You want your brain to say that. But when you see it all, then you can think, okay, I do not need all of those things. And you can start picking and choosing. So when you dump them all in one place, you can carefully pick and choose. I definitely do this when it comes to pens. You can do this with your paints or your markers. I think if you're using all of those things, you want to pull all of it out at the same time, but then you want to simplify in groups. Which pens do you want? Which markers? You can do it with your washi tape because you don't need to take, you know, 18 rolls of washi with you. I mean, maybe two or three if you want a little variety as you tape things into your journal. You don't need L18. If you really, really can't stand the feeling that you might be hampered by only having three, take a piece of wax paper or parchment paper or something and just tear off a bunch of little pieces and take an assortment that way and one flat. Skip the rolls altogether. When I look at all my pens this way and start pulling them out, I also always test. I just do a quick test to make sure the pen that I'm choosing works. And if it's all dried up, I either toss it or I somehow tape label it so that I know it's one that's going and that will need to be thrown out at some point. But I don't want to take that one with me. So look through all your things. Be realistic. Do you really need that date stamp? For this trip, it may be awesome when you're home, but do you really need it when you're away? Do you really think you're going to carve erasers on this trip? I would love to do that, but it's probably not the thing I'm going to do most times when I travel. Do you really think you will use all 12 of those alphabet stencils? They don't take up a lot of space, I know, but do you need them all? Do you really think you need the whole 128 color pencil set? 
or all three sets of watercolor? Do you need 18 black fine liners? Do you really need four mechanical pencils? Are pastels really practical for this trip? Will you really use the Neo colors? Or do you just like to take them because everyone else mentions them, even though you hate using them? Do you need both colored pencils and watercolor pencils? Did you check to make sure the glue stick is still usable? Do you need two? And on and on and on. Be ruthless with your stuff. (laughs) Be ruthless. Be ruthless. Really figure it out. You're going to feel so much freer. You're not going to feel more hampered. I think you're going to feel more free. When you really go and say, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do it with these tools. And it's going to be awesome. If I was traveling this year, I would probably take, I thought it through, maybe I was having my own fear of missing out because I'm not traveling and I don't need to pack my things, which is good. So I thought through, what would I take? And unfortunately, I am still a little up in the air about what I'm actually going to do starting June 1. And that would definitely change this list. But here's how this list panned out when I thought about it yesterday. If I was going to pack up right now, Number one, fountain pen filled with black. And I know which pen. It's not even a question. I know exactly which pen I would take. Number two, maybe another fountain pen or two filled with other colors. And that's a maybe. That's not something that I would have to have with me. It's always just kind of a, well, I'd also like to have that. But definitely that's not a requirement. Number three would be a sketchbook. Number four, a stack of index cards. I would take both. My primary plan would probably be using index cards, but I would always also have at least one sketchbook with me. Number five, my clipboard. That is definitely going with me. It doesn't fit in a plastic bag. It doesn't need to. It holds a bunch of things, so it's a good extra thing. And then a mechanical pencil and a white eraser. Those are things I use every day. Ballpoint pens, two in blue, one in red, and maybe a couple of others other colors. As of this morning, I might be flipping. I might be moving away from my plan, moving away from ballpoint. So if I wasn't going to use ballpoint, that would definitely go. I would only be taking those if I was really planning on a ballpoint series. Number eight, a black marker that I can use to fill in larger spaces. That's a good one for me. I use it with graphic novel or cartoon kind of things. I sometimes use it in my portraits and drawings if I have a bigger space. Number nine, a travel container of black ink. That's for the fountain pen. It definitely makes me more comfortable to know I have additional ink. A number 10, at least one uni pen. This is often where I slip because I usually take multiples. Uh, It used to be a pit pen. Now it's a uni pen. Someday I'll try a micron. It could be anything. So I will just say a fine liner, whatever you use. I would take at least one, but I would probably take a couple. So last year, the ballpoint pens were replaced with Copic markers that definitely took more space, but I also took a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't use. The clipboard I mentioned already, it's great for travel. It's just a plastic office supply, but it gives me a surface for drawing and it opens up to hold a bunch of papers, a bunch of fodder. You can put index cards in there, finished cards, paint chips. I use it every year and I completely love it. I love that it's so portable. I use a drawing board at home, but when I travel, I use the clipboard in the same way. And it's just perfect because I'm working on an index card, which fits just great. So those are wonderful. I highly recommend them. If you're able to see these kind of clipboards in person, you definitely want one that feels really nice and hard. And then I also 
In addition to the clipboard, I use quilted sleeves that I've made through the years. I tend to carry those with all the loose stuff, lots of extra cards, paint chips, stencils, a lot of flat things, magazine pages, clippings, cancel stamps. I tend to throw all kinds of things in those. They serve a purpose. They hold a lot of things and they make me really happy. They're very comforting to have with me. It's just part of me. And I have to say, I quite love them. I quite love them. And actually thinking about it today for this show, I thought, oh, you know, maybe I should just make another one. Maybe I should make another one. Yeah, I do love those. In addition to the things above, I am an advocate of taking junk magazines. We don't subscribe to anything, actually, but there are still a few that find their way into our mail and I pile them up somewhere. And so I always pack a few. I figure I can tear through them, pull out words or images, things I might want to draw or words I might use in collage and just toss the magazines. So I'll come back lighter than I left, right? I go through them and tear things out and then just throw them away. And so that's always a fun use of time. It's a great way to use downtime. What's right to take is really what's right for you. But don't let yourself get crazy with it. Your creative stuff shouldn't make you crazy. Look forward to your trip, but go simple. Go simple. Take less than you need. Pull all your things out, figure out what you want, and then take half. (laughs) I am really, really, really pushing for simplification. You can tell. And for minimalism. And I'd love to see what you go with. I'd love to see how pared down you travel and then what you do with it. And then after you're done, how did it go? When you come home, how did it feel? Did you really miss not having something? Was there something essential that you didn't have? And what did you actually do? What made you most comfortable having it with you? I hear a lot of people who have really well-established creative practices and they go especially to visit family and they find that they cannot create, that they just cannot work it in, that family life and being away is just too busy to fit it in. And I always just wish those people would find a way to do a coffee sketch every morning or a breakfast sketch or a quick illustrated note before they go to bed. I think there are those moments and they can be used. It doesn't matter if you don't manage to take advantage of them. No, unless you miss it and unless you're constantly wishing you could still be creative while you're away. And if that's you, I bet there's a way. But sometimes it really does take realigning what you expect and how you do it, where you do it, and when you do it. And especially if you're someone that feels like you can only create if you're sitting at a desk or a table that is your dedicated art space, you might want to try working on the couch now and again or at the breakfast table because in a lot of travel scenarios, There's some lingering that happens there. Other people linger with a newspaper or a phone. Why not your sketchbook? Why not? Why not? I am the art. The art is me. Who knew that I would have so many things to say about travel packing? I have been planning for a while to do a show about having backup supplies with you at all time or having a portable art kit. And that's different. It's related, but different. So that's not this show. I still will do that at some point, but I really wanted to get a travel show out because some people are getting ready to travel and really thinking it through. And 
even when it's chaotic, it's still kind of fun. I know that. But if you can make it less chaotic, all the better. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. I do have postcards for sale right now to help support the show, to help support the CMP, and you can find those on the website. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon. Your support month to month makes a huge difference for this show and for my ability to keep spending the time doing this show. So I really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Happy packing and have a good week, everyone.